This is the Locked On Jets podcast, a special Sunday edition. I'm your host, John B. from GangGreenNation.com, and the NFL draft is now complete for the New York Jets on the third and final day of the 2023 draft, which was yesterday. The Jets selected five new players. Now, they began the day with only three selections. However, they traded down twice. One was with the rival New England Patriots. The other was with the Las Vegas Raiders. And both of these trades netted the Jets an extra day three pick. So they end up selecting five players. The first two of these five both played collegiately with Pittsburgh. And they both actually have ties to the local area. The first choice of the day was in the fourth round. It was 120 overall. They drafted an offensive lineman, Carter Warren, out of Pittsburgh. In the fifth round, they drafted a running back out of Pittsburgh, Israel Ibanikanda. Then in the sixth round, at pick 184, they drafted a linebacker, Zaire Barnes, out of Western Michigan. After that, a later sixth round pick, 204 overall, the Jets drafted a defensive back out of LSU, Jarek Bernard Converse. And their final selection of the draft came in the seventh round. And this was actually the first seventh round pick the Jets have made since 2016. A very interesting fact the fact the Jets went six years without selecting a player in the seventh round and I think part of that may have been by design uh it seems like kind of a it's been kind of a philosophical thing with Joe Douglas the Jets general manager that he likes to trade his seventh round picks for players and I think the mindset behind that is that at that point in the draft there's not really a difference between a guy you draft and somebody you sign as a non-drafted free agent but this year was an exception as the Jets did make their seventh round selection and it was a tight end out of Old Dominion, a small school tight end, Zach Kuntz. So the Jets add five new players. Now, these are day three picks. And not only are these day three picks, these are day three picks of a pretty weak draft class. So we're not looking at guys, generally speaking, who are going to make much of an impact in 2023. I think there's, there might be one exception. I think there is one guy they selected on day three who could conceivably have a role. But generally speaking... These are longer-term projects. These are guys who maybe you're looking for them to fill a depth role. You're looking for them to develop on the practice field. You're looking for maybe a special teams contributor. I, I don't think that you're going to see much in the way of contributions. But the only the only exception is the running back the Jets drafted, Israel Ibanaconda, out of Pittsburgh. I think that he conceivably could have a shot at being the number two back for this team behind Brees Hall. And there are a couple of reasons for that. First of all, running back is what I view as a relatively easy transition. Now, it's a little tricky because you have to be able to pass protect the running back position, but although there are some technical skills you need at running back, in many ways, you're either going to be effective or you're not as a rookie because when you have the ball in your hands, you can either make a play or you can't. There's no route running. There's no, you know, not not as much technique as maybe on the you would have on the offensive line or defensive line or even corner. Uh, it's a position where you see rookies make an impact. And the Jets also have some question marks behind Brees Hall. They even have a question mark with Brees Hall. How healthy will Brees Hall be? But behind Brees Hall, you have Michael Carter, who was a fourth-round pick two years ago, who had a promising rookie season and really kind of fell off, had what I would call a disaster year two. It was it was a terrible year two for Michael Carter, a guy the Jets were expecting big things from. And then you have Bam Knight, who was an undrafted signing a year ago out of NC State, who... Played well his first couple of games after being called up from the practice squad in November, but then really fell off down the stretch. So there's an opening at, at, for the number two running back position. Again, it's a position where you see pretty easy transitions to the NFL from college. You know, you can see rookie running backs step in and make an impact. We saw that with Brees Hall last year. Ibanaconda, you know, he has some home run ability, and that's one of the things I judge running backs on. You know, 
if you can get three yards there when three yards is blocked for you, that's great. But pretty much any back who's competent in the NFL can do that. Can you can you make a big play though? Can you make a twenty yard run? And Ibanaconda has some traits that make that suggest he, he could he could hit some big plays for the Jets. So that's the one guy who I think could make an impact with the team this year. Everybody else is a developmental player. I mean uh, Carter Warren, you know, he's going to be a backup lineman. There, I don't think they want him to see the field this year. Um, Zaire Barnes is a linebacker. You know, he I think he fits the Jets' scheme. You know, he's on the smaller side. You know, he could be a special teamer, but I, I don't think he's going to see the field much. Uh, Bernard, Jarek Bernard Converse, you know, he's a depth defensive back. Not a guy who's going to see a whole lot of action. And then the other guy, Zach Kuntz, a tight end. And not the tight end is a strong position for the Jets, but for whatever reason, they seem very happy with uh, Tyler Conklin and CJ Uzama. You also have Jeremy Rucker, who's hoping to make a big jump between year one and year two. And tight end's a, a slow transition position because you got to learn blocking, you've got to learn routes from both running in line when split out wide in the slot. It, it takes a lot to succeed as a tight end. So of these picks, and you know these are day three picks, and this is day three of what's viewed as a weak draft class. So there were guys, especially when you got to the late rounds, who in the normal year would have been undrafted free agents. And even on day three, I mean, day three, if you get a guy who's a depth player, it's usually a win. If you get a guy who, you know, is a developmental player, if you get a guy who contributes on special teams, that's kind of what you're looking for. That's kind of the, the bar, the threshold for success. So that we'll see what happens with these guys. I don't think any of these guys really has that high of an upside, but maybe they do. And I think there was there were some clear things that we saw from the Jets yesterday that, that kind of signals where they're at strategically making these picks. And as we continue the special Sunday edition of the Locked On Jets podcast, I'll give you what I think the Jets' mindset was as they made these picks. I think there were a couple couple of things Joe Douglas was trying to do strategically, and we'll discuss what they are ahead here on this special bonus episode of the Locked On Jets podcast. This episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we are always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding, because sometimes we don't know what we want, why we react the way we do, until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery wherever you are. Therapy can help you learn positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. Then switch therapist anytime if you want to for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn. This is the LockedOn Jets podcast, a special Sunday edition. The NFL draft is now complete. The Jets made five selections on the third and final day of the NFL draft on Saturday. There were a couple things that kind of stuck out to me about what the Jets did. I think the first is that the Jets continue to focus on athletes. And if you, you every day, or this is a daily podcast, by the way, if you're, if you're new to the show, we have new episodes each day through the week, Monday through Friday, and then bonus episodes as needed, such as this one. And I've been talking about this leading up to the draft. Joe Douglas focuses on traits. You know, there are some, some GMs who focus on production. There are some, G, there are some GMs who focus on whether you, whether you have the mechanics of your position down, you know, whether you're a developed product and some, uh, on some level GMs, you know, focus on the combination of these things. Joe Douglas prioritizes the, phys- prioritizes the physical tools. He wants big guys. He wants guys with out- with outstanding athletic skills. There is this measure it's called relative athletic score, RAS, and it's kind of a measure. It kind of combines your, your size, your height, your weight, and how you do in the athletic testing drills. 
And the Jets, I mean, the Jets drafted guys who are all off the charts in these areas, especially on day three of the draft. And Joe Douglas is from the Ozzie Newsome school. Ozzie Newsome was the legendary Ravens GM who retired a few years ago. He was an outstanding GM. And that's what the Ravens did. The Ravens focused on athletic traits because their view is that, you know, even if you don't have all of the mechanics of your position down, you know, even if you're not a finished product, if you develop and you already have outstanding athletic, athletic tools, you're going to be a dominant player. You know, if, if you if you have average athletic skills and you develop, you know, you're going to be okay. So essentially they swing for the fences. And I think especially in a draft where there's not a lot of overwhelming talent, you know, there, there's not, this was, again, it's, it's a weak draft class. I think the Jets were swinging for the fences. They, look, they were looking for guys who maybe are not necessarily finished products, but have the athletic tools to become players. You know, it's rare to find a day three starter, but I think for the Jets, their mindset was if one of these guys hits, if one of these guys puts the pieces together and figures it out, we're going to find a starter. It was also interesting to see the Jets trade down in this draft because Joe Douglas has been a guy who's been much more likely to trade up. There were, you know, in 2020, he did trade down, but he's, in the last couple of years, he's been focused on trading up. He's traded, had multiple trade ups, but this was different. He entered day three with only three picks and he only made two picks in the first three rounds. They traded away one of their early picks for Aaron Rodgers. So they had a five, they were looking at a five man draft class. To be successful with a five-man draft class, you have to have an inordinately high batting average. You have to, I mean, you pretty much have to hit on over your half your picks, which nobody does, especially in a weak draft class. So the Jets traded down, they added some extra picks. It's essentially extra swings of the bat because you have to build in some margin for error. No team drafts perfectly. So if you only have five picks, odds are you're not going to get what you need out of the draft. I mean, when you add extra picks, you give yourself a little bit of an extra chance. But I think another thing to focus, another thing that the Jets focused on is the weakness of this class. And what does that mean? What am I talking about when I when I mention that? Well, guys like Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, the blue chip prospects, they have so many skills that they're going to be great no matter what team they go to. However, once you get to late the later rounds, players have much more limited skill sets. And those skill sets can be useful to a team or they may not help a team at all. And it all, it all depends on your scheme. T- teams rely on different skill sets at different positions depending on their scheme. There are some teams that, like the Jets, where they want length out of their corners. A, a corner with great arm length doesn't help teams in every scheme. And you know, there are some, some teams that really, that really focus on short area quickness at their wide receiver position. Other teams don't. In a draft class this week, the skill sets are even more limited in the later rounds. So there are going to be players who are useful to the Jets, who have no use to other teams because their skill sets are so limited. They may just have one skill that works for the Jets but doesn't work for anybody else. So my feeling is that when the Jets traded down, they realized, you know what? We can go from like the 170s to the 200s and the players we want will still be there because they're useful to us, but they may not be useful to, to another team. They have one skill that's useful to us, but they don't have skills that are useful to other teams. I think from that standpoint, the Jets were saying, we can get some free picks out of this. We can get some extra swings of the bats. So I think that, that that was another rationale for the Jets trading down in this in this on this third day and adding some extra picks. So ultimately, I think that it's a sound strategy. It comes down to whether or not they pick the right players, as always. Anyway, that's all for this special Sunday episode of the Locked On Jets podcast. If you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you're listening on a podcast source, please give the show a five-star review. If you're watching on YouTube, please give this episode a big thumbs up. Please help the channel out, help other Jets fans find the podcast. Have a great Sunday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with our regularly scheduled Monday episode. Of course, we'll talk about the draft a little bit more.